Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.com. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.com. Hello, everybody. This is Suzanne Gallagher. And this is part nine of Transgender Ideology and Your Public Schools, Parents for Privacy versus Dallas School District. Oh, yeah, this is a lawsuit. But before we get into that, I was on a virtual hearing before the Texas State Department of Education on June 29th. It lasted all day and into the evening. There is a strong effort by the LGBTQ plus crowd to change the current laws creating standards for sexuality education in schools from abstinence-based to the radical K-12 comprehensive sexuality education, LGBTQ plus approach. It would take away the parent factor and teach the following. Sex is for pleasure. You know, it's fascinating. The agenda has changed for the LGBTQ community. It used to be that it was all about love. But wait, now all they talk about is pleasure. Trying to remove the stigma of having sex at any age with anyone. In addition, CSE teaches minors have a right to safe sexual pleasure. Only the student decides when they are ready for sex. No parent involvement, of course. As long as it's consensual, all sexual activity is good. And sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender fluidity are equal options to heterosexual behavior. Don't be fooled. They require that all students not only respect other students' uh, sexual choices and behaviors, but that they accept it. That's the key word, accept. That is called compel speech, and it is illegal, but it's going on in public schools. We all want to protect children from making dangerous choices, which can negatively impact their futures. However, often suggested state curriculum is not medically accurate and age-appropriate as required by education standards. And that's the critical point. What is medically accurate? It is controversial, even within the medical community. The question is, when it comes to minors, who has the final say? We say parents. CSE curriculums leave parents devastated 
They do not want their children experimenting at a young age, beginning in kindergarten, like the first graders who ran out to the playground for recess to find a girl whose private parts they could touch. Oregon, which is where I'm located, where CSE has been in law since 2009, is evidence of the harm that comes from teaching CSE curriculums. What about the Oregon teacher who suggests 14-year-old students owe it to themselves to try all manners of sex before they decide, quote, what to identify as, unquote? Why are they even making this decision? Normally, and in Oregon schools, this decision is encouraged beginning in middle school. They encourage students to look at all of their gender or sex options and determine who they are. These kids are about 11 years old. We have reports of students who literally come home crying, worried that they filled out the form erroneously because they just can't decide what they are, what their identity is, according to the lesson. One outcome of teaching all behaviors are normal and equal is the practice of boys performing anal sex on their girlfriend as young as preteens, all with the expectation it's safe, perfectly normal, and healthy. Is this what Texas families want? We must not allow this to succeed in Texas. Please contact us at parentsrightsined.com for further information. Our previous episode was an introduction to Child and Parental Rights Campaign, CPRC, a new law firm we discovered last fall. They are representing plaintiffs, including Parents for Privacy, Parents' Rights in Education, John and Chris Golly, and Nicole Lilly in a lawsuit against the Dallas School District and others. Here's the background. In spring of 2016, two mid-level Obama administration bureaucrats issued a directive to all public school districts stating if transgender students were not allowed to use facilities matching their gender identity, the school is out of compliance with Title IX sex discrimination law. It was, quote, guidance, unquote, not a formal regulation and did not go through the typical lengthy review process, including required public input. The New York Times reported the letter contained the implicit threat, schools that do not abide by the Obama administration's interpretation of the law could face lawsuits or a federal loss of aid. In fact, in 2015, federal courts in Pennsylvania and Virginia rejected transgender students' claims. Title IX required schools allowed them to use opposite-sex restrooms. The Pennsylvania court ruled, quote, the university's policy of requiring students to use sex-segregated bathroom and locker room facilities based on students' natal or birth sex rather than their gender identity does not violate Title IX, unquote. The issue is about a tiny group of people pressing their ideas onto the majority in order to grant legal privileges based on feelings contrary to reality. It's estimated that 
0.3 to 0.6% of the adult American population are transgender. A person born as a biological male who feels female or vice versa. Note, I said feels. This is not biology. So an even smaller percentage are students in public high school. We're talking about 0.1 to 0.3% at best. Forcing students to use the restroom with members of the opposite sex harms all students by violating their right to privacy and making them participate in situations to which most adults would object. In March 2017, President Trump reversed the Obama administration's directive, victory for people who just want to go to the bathroom with people of their same sex. But President Trump's directive to reverse Obama's bad idea didn't matter to school district principal in Dallas, Oregon, who decided to allow a biological female pretending to be a male to undress in the boys' locker room. Only nine months after the Obama policy reversal, on November 13th, Alliance Defending Freedom filed a lawsuit on behalf of six plaintiffs, including Parents' Rights in Education against Dallas School District Number 2, Oregon Department of Education, Governor Kate Brown in her official capacity as the Superintendent of Public Instruction, and the United States Department of Education, Bessie DeVos, in her official capacity as United States Secretary of Education, as successor to John B. King, Jr., and United States Department of Justice, Jeff Sessions, in his official capacity as United States Attorney General, as successor to Loretta F. Lynch. The lawsuit defend the rights of individual students to privacy in respective locker and bath facilities while on the school campus. Pretty straightforward. With no option for appeal, U.S. District Judge Marco Hernandez, Oregon, threw out the lawsuit. Case law cited by Judge Hernandez involved adults, not minor children, Remember, these are kids. Oregon law says, quote, school districts may provide for minor children safety and privacy by maintaining sex-segregated restrooms and locker rooms by biological sex and provide single-stall facilities for anyone requesting alternative accommodation without breaking any laws, unquote. That's Oregon Revised Statute 659A.403. So it looks like Hernandez went against Oregon law. The court adopts an overly narrow view of privacy that actually affords prisoners greater bodily privacy rights than public school students. The court places the interests of one student above the privacy dignity, and safety of all students. Ignoring the reality that most people do not want to be in private facilities with members of the opposite sex. Case in point, at a recent Oregon State University basketball game, I was there, a woman student walked into the men's restroom and stood in line to use the stall facility. The men told her to leave, 
but she knew campus policy would be on her side and remained in line. Why, if she identifies as he, did she not use the urinals? The court acknowledges students' anxiety at exposing their bodies to members of the opposite sex and admits the alternatives made available to all other students appear, quote, inferior or less convenient, unquote, but imposes those accommodations unequally on the majority anyway. Tyler Smith and Associates, rural business attorneys, Canby, Oregon, volunteered to take the case to the next step, with attorney Ryan Adams arguing for our side on July 11, 2019. As a result of Anderson's convincing words, we were successful in gaining an opportunity for appeal to the Ninth Circuit. On February 12, 2020, the Ninth Circuit panel issued its decision affirming the trial court in all respects. The day we sent out a news alert reporting on the Ninth Circuit's decision, an email arrived from CPRC requesting the opportunity to represent us in the event our current attorneys were not interested in taking the case to the Supreme Court. What we consider to be a disappointment, we are confident will prove to be a golden opportunity. We are privileged to work with child and parental rights campaign. This is what they state. We offer representation to parents whose constitutionally protected fundamental right to direct the upbringing, care, and education of their children has been violated. We love hearing that. According to CPRC, quote, seeking review from the Supreme Court is always a long shot. However, the importance of the issues raised by this case, the egregious nature of the Ninth Circuit's decision, and the prominence of these issues throughout the country makes our case a strong candidate for the Supreme Court. We believe our case is a national parents' rights issue, and CPRC shares our conviction. The Ninth Circuit's decision on the various constitutional claims we raised conflicts with other courts of appeal and or conflicts with prior Supreme Court cases. I cannot divulge the details of the case. However, our understanding is based on the parental rights issues it is the one SCOTUS must hear. These conflicting decisions should be resolved by the Supreme Court because they are interfering with fundamental rights. Furthermore, this deprivation of rights is of nationwide importance as schools continue to adopt policies such as the one adopted by the Dallas School District. Therefore, it is imperative that the court issue a decision this is a lengthy process, and we are hopeful to have a decision from SCOTUS to rule on our case sometime in October. The justices hold conferences about three times a month between October and June, usually on Fridays, during which they review petitions that have been sent to them and decide to grant, deny, or postpone a decision. October 9, 2020 would be a likely day when our petition would be considered. 
at the conference if at least four of the nine justices, not a, not a majority, agree that they want to take the case, then the petition will be granted. If the petition does not get at least four votes, then it will be denied. And that would be the end of our case. But if the petition is granted, then the attorneys for each side would draft briefs similar to the briefs drafted for the Ninth Circuit. They would be filed over the course of about three months, and organizations would have the chance to file friend-of-the-court briefs again. You can bet Parents' Rights in Education is going to file a brief. When the briefs have been filed, then the court would set the case for an oral argument, probably spring 2021. That's right around the corner. Attorneys for each party would, would present arguments to the justices and would answer justices' questions about their position. The justices would then meet in a conference and discuss how they are going to vote. They would then decide who is going to write the opinions, which would be released by the end of June. If the Supreme Court agrees with us that the Ninth Circuit decision was wrong, then it will overrule the decision and direct the court to send the case back to the Oregon District Court. Since the court dismissed the original complaint, the case would essentially start over again with an amended complaint. If the Supreme Court decides that the Ninth Circuit was right, then the case will be over. This is all very exciting for parents' rights in education. Our school districts are in overdrive, making accommodations for the transgender students, a very small minority, in all schools, K through 12. They are creating, literally creating, same-sex restrooms in grade school. You know, like the ones in the airports, where you have two separate entries into one bathroom. So on one side it says girls, and on the other side it says boys. But when they meet in the middle, inside the restroom, it's just one bathroom. We believe this is wrong, and it does infringe upon the privacy of students. Until next time, I'm Suzanne Gallagher. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information. And you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe School Summit. Featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. The date is Saturday, October 3rd, Shiloh Inn, Portland, Oregon Airport. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.